music. Here we have the first of our Bible readings from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, from verse 9. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samath the following day to Neapolis, and there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshipper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thracia and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. And now we have our gospel reading. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, chapter 14, from verse 23. Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me and does not keep my words and that word you hear is not mine but is from the father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you but the advocate, the Holy Spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So number one of this uh, two series of Generous God, Generous Living, talking about our generous God today. Well, we love and serve our generous God. How could we not? Look at what's happened over the past weeks since we celebrated Christmas, where Jesus Christ, the Son of God, willingly set aside his divine nature in order to be born on earth as one of us, a tiny human being. He called people by name to follow him as he began a short three years of preaching and teaching about the love of God. He went to his death, betrayed by one of his friends, deserted by the rest of them, except the women. That suffering, that death was for us, was for you. All the sin, the wrongdoing, the hurts we inflict on others, the ignoring of God, our defiance in deciding to do things and to live our life in our own way, that did not and does not honour the love of our generous God for us. Then all that we deserved as punishment was taken away by Jesus' sacrifice of himself on the cross. He died to set us free from a life without God, a life that ultimately leads to nothingness at death. Died to pay the price of our release, 
are released into a new and abundant life, lived with and surrounded by the love and care of God. Romans 2 from verse 1 says this, Some of you accuse others of doing wrong, but there is no excuse for what you do. When you judge others, you condemn yourself, because you are guilty of doing the very same things. We know that God is right to judge everyone who behaves in this way. Do you really think God won't punish you when you behave exactly like the people you accuse? You surely don't think much of God's wonderful goodness or of his patience and willingness to put up with you. Don't you know that the reason God is good to you is because he wants you to turn to him? Let me tell you a story. A man called Nelson took his eight-year-old nephew to a football match. And at halftime, the nephew asked if he could have some sweets. Nelson loves his nephew and wanted to give him what he asked for. So he pulled out a few euros from his pocket and put them into his nephew's open hand, watching as he went off to buy them. The nephew returned already eating the Haribo chews. Hmm, thought Nelson, I love those sweets too. So he asked his nephew if he could have a few too. The nephew's immediate response as he continued eating the chews was, no, I've nearly finished the packet. Nelson was surprised and disappointed that having paid for the sweets, the nephew refused to share them with him. He debated simply snatching the bag and helping himself but decided to let the nephew keep on chewing the sweets. I wonder if we do the same to God. Do we simply take what he gives us, the resources and talents, and simply consume them with little regard for the fact that it all comes from God's generosity? There's a saying which goes like this, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And that gospel reading this morning speaks again of gifts from God. The gift for those of us who don't remember everything we are told or learn from Jesus about God. Verse 26, for he, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. And the gift for those of us who are anxious, troubled or lost direction in life. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. We love and serve a generous God. And as our understanding of that love of God for us grows, our hearts respond by sharing that love, that good news in so many different ways. As I said at the beginning, we love and serve our generous God. How could we not? We have a slide shown every week in the church service uh, at the collection of our offering to God that says this, all that we have and all that we are originate in God's generosity. Each time we say this together, we're reminded that everything we need, all that we have, our every breath and heartbeat is a gift from God. God loves us and gives us gifts, the gift of a life lived with him for all eternity. The gift of love and of loving, of caring for others, of wanting to help people less fortunate than ourselves, wanting to grow in love and service and worship. Next week, we'll take a look at how we might respond to God's generosity. But for today, I simply want you to think about the generosity of God. Reflect on all that you have been given and trusted with. For all that we have and all that we are, 
originates in God's generosity. Amen.